With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The college experience, Miami Hurricanes at Virginia Tech Hokie preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Miami Hurricane at Virginia Tech Hokie style. My name is Colby Swingin' Danty Base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by the former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. A wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, how are you, pal? Shout out to my people in the Queensland, keeping the college experience going. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> dude! Virginia Tech, Miami. This is a classic, classic Boom. rivalry over the past at least twenty years, maybe yeah. twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, but I mean, last year I remember. I was watching this at a bar in downtown LA and it was 28, nothing Hokies. Yeah. And I think Virginia, uh, Miami came back and went up 35, 28, if memory serves me correct. <laughs> and then Virginia tech scores the final 14. And I think they win 42, 35, if memory serves me correct, which 42, 35 sh- was the final. should be questioned because I was consuming <laughs> and but, you're consuming now. Yes. Uh, but th- this rivalry has, I mean, we talked about this on, 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 on a previous episode. I do miss the Thursday night element. This yes. used to be a big East Thursday night game. I feel like a lot of times. Absolutely. At, at least on several high profile occasions, this yeah. game had uh, a lot of meaning on a Thursday night. It really kind of introduced the college football world to Thursday night football, which has since kind of fallen off a little bit. It has, you know, and I wonder if that's the war on football. I've been, I've been thinking about that for a while because 
if you go back like 2008 or nine, well, I wonder if the like NFL screwed that up by that could be too, but I still feel like their ratings are good enough. No, and the NFL Thursday night games are still been kind of dog shit. Like Jacksonville yeah. against they've you know, long been Tennessee criticized. or something. Like who cares about that? Dude, I mean, when college football had the night to itself, and especially Virginia Tech Lane, Lane Stadium on a Thursday night, just once or twice a year was. I mean, that's how Lane got its reputation. Dude, I went to a Thursday night game at Lane. <laughs> yeah. West Virginia at Virginia Tech. Oh my gosh. So fucking good. bananas, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bananas. And West Virginia actually won the game on a goal line stand. Yeah. I, I what was that? Grant Wiley. Two thousand Grant Wiley was the linebacker. It was a fucking great game though, man. Yeah. I mean, the whole crowd is going wild. Yeah, dude. They think dude, the Hokies are about to score. Crazy. Oh, it was just a great time. Yeah. Great time. So now, unfortunately, we, we won't yeah. have a crowd here for this. Yeah, one. yeah, and you almost think that that plays in Miami's hand. Obviously, sure. Uh, hopefully, it's cold. Blacksburg underrated, very cold spot. Um, but I, I, you know, we look at this Miami team, Patty C. We both know they're fraudulent, right? And, I, and if you're a Hurricane fan, I don't say this to be mean. It's that you barely beat NC State on their backup quarterback. Yeah. You barely beat you. I mean, wait, first off, I think we, I think four of your six opponents, maybe you've played your backup quarterback. They <laughs> played Florida state with their backup quarterback. Miami or not Miami, uh, uh, NC state with their backup quarterback. UVA. That's two UVA and Pitt. four games. And then they played UAB. Actually, I don't know. Um, uh, Armstrong may have been back by, I don't that. think so. No. That was the game he missed. Okay. And UAB's defense was out. Yeah. <laughs> With COVID like they're, they're, they're completely depleted. Yeah. And they were starting the wrong quarterback perhaps with Tyler Johnson. But anyway, I'm not trying to shit on you. Well, I, I just don't believe the product when I see it. Right. I don't think you're a top 10 team. I mean, you've, they've got some running backs. Okay. Like if Miami played, I told you I would take Miami. I wouldn't take them against Florida or AM. I wouldn't take them against BYU. I wouldn't take them against Cincinnati. But I would take them against Georgia. Interesting. Because I think they have enough offense that Georgia cannot answer for that offense. Interesting take. Um, I will say there, uh, Cameron Harris had 300 yards early in the season. So I'm not sure. I got to see his game well, logs. Well, he, he got banged up, I think, some. Cameron Harris. But okay. then. Uh, Don, they they also as NC Nick mentioned on the DFS pod Donald Cheney Jr. getting in there Jalen Knighton did also getting in there they got three different running backs that are really getting a, a decent amount of the carries um I don't know what to expect I think they're going to use all three backs but I will say this Derek King how about him on the ground first off in the air one forty three of two twenty four eighteen hundred thirty one yards sixty four percent eight point two yards of completion. 16 touchdowns, four picks. That's fantastic. Yeah. He's playing good football. Rhett Lashley is so much better than Dan Enos, right? <laughs> Dan Enos, the Saban disciple. Once again, another one, right? Uh, Rhett Lashley comes in learning from Sonny Dykes at, at SMU and running a lot. Now I will say they, they use the tight end a lot more and we'll get to that in a little bit, but Keith King's been so much better. It's this Miami offense is just also been so the team's much better. leading rusher. Yeah. Well, no Cameron Harris is by two yards, but King's two yards behind. Oh, but they use King a lot. 82 rushes, 406 yards, five yards, a rush, two scores. He gets into it. The run game. He's, he's dynamic. And, uh, Virginia tech's got to account for that receiving wise. 
And this is where it gets tricky because Mike Harley, who had a monster game against NC State, 35 for 497, 14 yards a catch, four touchdowns, guys good. Mix him with Mark Pope and not T. Higgins, but D. Wiggins. <laughs> but here's the real part of the team that Brevin Jordan's been banged up. He's the third leading receiver, but he hasn't played in three weeks, I believe. He's one of the best tight ends, not named Kyle Pitts. He might be the best. Uh, 18 for 243, three scores. He hasn't played the past three weeks, but you know who has played is their backup tight end, who's a complete stud, too. And Will Mallory, 13 for 219, four scores. Guys, this is truly tight end you, you know, truly tight end you from, from, uh, they do crank Jimmy Graham out. to, uh, Jeremy Shockey to, uh, who's Kellen the, Winslow Jr. What about the XFL announcer that played for the Greg Olson? Yeah. Yeah. They just, Bubba Franks, They've been they, doing they keep them coming. Time. Yeah. Keep them coming at, uh, at the U. But, uh, assuming Jordan plays that, that'll be a huge addition for them. So, what I was going to say though is Rhett Lashley, the air raid, doesn't always use tight end, doesn't, tend to use tight ends. Uh, they he's adapted to the talent that they have in South Florida. So that's a good thing. Uh, kicking the ball. They have a money grad transfer from FIU in Jose Baralgas, 27 of 27 on extra points, 13 of 14 on field goals with a long of 57. He's a money kicker. Mm. He was money at FIU. He beat Miami last year at FIU. <laughs> you um, know what I like about uh, Miami? What's that? They get the Latino kickers. I like it too. You know, it gives like a little that of that flavor of that South Florida. I, I was hoping vibe. Arizona State was going to beat USC before the, that craziness. They have a Zendeja son. Nice. Yeah. Tony Zendeja's yeah. son. I think he was the other, you know, Tony Zendeja's had a brother, Max Zendeja's. And I think maybe another brother that played in the NFL, but definitely two. Ah. There was Luis Zendeja's. Wow. I think there was three Zendeja's. But one of them was a walk on at Arizona State, and he was about to beat USC before the refs jaded that game. Um, you look at this Miami defense. The defensive line is the point of emphasis. They have the a really good defensive line. Now, the, the defense in general has actually struggled, and it goes to Pat's theory that if you have the air raid or versions of the air raid, traditionally your defense takes a hit. And there is truth to that because this defense got carved up by NC state and their backup quarterback, but the strength does reside on the defensive line with Quincy Roche, the temple transfer two and a half sacks, 31 tackles, Jalen Phillips, two and a half sacks, 29 tackles Uh, further down the line. They got Jared Harrison hunt, uh, Neste Jade Silvera. Those guys all forces on the D line. That's really, uh, you know, where the, where the game's going to be played. Because as we know, before I dive into the hokey stats, they're a run heavy team. Yeah. That's an understatement. So that kind of favors the hurricanes there, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, South uh, teams in Florida in general, whether it be the Gators, Florida state, or definitely Miami as well in that company always had big athletic defensive fronts. And so that spells trouble for a team that, not only has to run the ball, but can't get the ball out fast on when they need to, to keep them honest and uh, basically open up the run game by using the pass, which, you know, with Virginia tech, like you said, we're going to get to the stats, but if I'm not mistaken, they've been averaging like 10 passes yeah, a game. Uh, Hooker had 10 passes. I think a, a game, uh, you know, uh, two games ago, he was 10 for 10. Now look, everyone's <laughs> given Fuente a hard time. He lost to a ranked Liberty team. That's undefeated. Look, I know Virginia Tech shouldn't lose to Liberty, just like they shouldn't lose to James Madison. 
And I bring that point up because Frank and Beamer. Old Dominion. <laughs> I bring that up because Frank Beamer did do that. Yeah. And I think Fuente is getting a bad rap right now. I think he's had to battle crazy circumstances this year. He's yep. had like 70 players out. He's had coaches out with COVID. He's played the games. You see Florida, you see Wisconsin cancel with like seven players out. He has won games with 30 fucking players out. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And like five coaches. That same game, he had five coaches out. It hurts, but let me let me say something about Fuente that, you know, having been a, a close Virginia Tech follower for a long time, they're not getting the talent in the in the doors anymore in Blacksburg. The in-state talent is is gone. Uh, I want to say like well, Beamer uh, went six and six his final year. You know what I mean? Yeah, was that, he, that was happening with Beamer too. I don't think recruiting had slipped as bad under Beamer. It certainly wasn't where it was. I mean, Virginia Tech had never been a recruiting juggernaut, but at at the peak of that program, they're starting to get it like fringe top ten classes. Sometimes inside the top ten, and that program was really really firing. But the talent is there, you know, within the state. But I want to say like Penn State gets like. 70% of the top talent in the state of Virginia. Oh, probably some bags of cash going on there. Yeah. I don't know, but, but I will, I will pony s- up Virginia tech. I mean, well, look, I, I think I personally think everyone's like, we should fire Fuente. I'm like, I think he's doing better than the final years of Beamer. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt so about why, it. Why would you go away? Well, from I that? guess their expectation had become that Virginia tech is a 10, a 10 win team every year. Let me tell you something a as a Colorado fan that had their, their program their just completely in the sun. Yeah. destroyed by Dan Hawkins. And then, you know, John Ambrose and, and uh, John Embry and everyone else that, that came in there, take your fucking winning seasons and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's examples. Kansas state had the same thing. They were like a top 10 team for a few years. Yeah. I don't see them bitching. I think Virginia tech has a more sustainable talent source than Kansas state. Now I know that they fill uh, uh I think you're biased. I think, I think K state's been a better program over the past 30 years. I think they probably have, but I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think when they had like Michael Bishop, they had some really, really good teams at Kansas state. I, ju- I just know that Virginia is a talented state. One of those years they had all 11 defenders go to the NFL. Kansas, I think it was like 98 or 97. Well, either way. And Kansas state was notorious for going after uh Juco talent, which mm-hmm. I guess is a sustainable uh, source of talent. But I think other programs have probably caught on at some point and maybe they had an edge there. Uh, either way, Virginia and Virginia Tech's absolute failure to put a fence around the state, you know, leaves an otherwise really talented state in a, in a position where they're always fielding mediocre teams. Very disappointing as a native Virginian, I will say. Um, and something that, uh, something that Beamer had been able to mitigate to an extent and even kind of like start to dominate the recruiting and Fuente has not figured out yet. So. Yeah. Um, I still say you winning. I, and I, you know, we differ on this. I think recruiting is a bit overrated. I think if you can win <laughs> eight or nine games, Virginia Tech's not going to be in the national. They shouldn't have been in the national championship in '99, in my opinion. Well, you might Nebraska, have a point. Nebraska was by far. I think Nebraska beats Virginia Tech by two touchdowns. You might have a point. Looking back at some of the stats of those two teams compared to each other, yeah. At the time, I was uh, actually really at the time. I think after the fact, I think everyone was like, "Holy shit!" at the time. But uh, after the fact, not me. I mean, I, oh. about Virginia Tech being there, even Virginians. I was like, how is Nebraska? Cause I actually truly believe if you go back to those late nineties, early two thousands, big 12 was the best conference in football. 
They left out the team from the best conference, yeah. in my opinion. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. But you look at this year's team, and uh, obviously, like I said, they've had to battle through crazy uh, circumstances with COVID. They've had four quarterbacks play. <laughs> really tough um, way to lose last week's game. And yeah, uh, that was basically a mental error. They lost yeah. on a mental error. Yeah, I mean, and bad luck. Uh, Fuente calling timeout right before they blocked the kick and take it to the house yeah. as time expired or would have been as time expired. Um, but look, you battle through four quarterbacks. Hendon Hooker's their guy. He had COVID. I think he missed the first couple weeks. Um, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, he's only completing. I mean, he's still 66% of his passes. That's better than Derek King, actually. 65 of 98. Now they're not taking nearly as many shots, 870 yards. But once again, he hasn't played. He's played like half the games, uh, nine yards, of completion, seven touchdowns, three picks. He also has, he's the second leading rusher on the team. 82 rushes, 515 yards, eight touchdowns on the ground. And Khalil Herbert, who missed that game last week, Kansas transfer, who's their best player on their offense. Probably Khalil Herbert, 96 rushes, 803 yards, six scores. I think he'll be back. If Hooker can't go for some reason, they do have uh, Braxton Burmeister, the Oregon transfer, 23 of 50, 348, a, sc- a score and a pick. And he also has 140 on the ground, too. Um, I mentioned Herbert. His backup is Raheem Blackshear, who's actually decent, 61 rushes, 254 yards, two scores. Uh, the ground game is essential. Um, we know we've hinted at this and it's kind of just the trajectory of this program really uh, for this season. Their, their identity is a run heavy team. Maybe do you think COVID has something to do with that for Virginia tech? Yeah. Maybe they're thinking, Hey, with us starting a bunch of different quarterbacks, let's just focus on the, on the ground attack. There may be uh, some foresight there that who knows if it pays off as this thing ramps rears its ugly head once again. Well, I'm looking at the box score from last year against Against uh, against Miami, right? Yeah, and Hendon Hooker, that was uh, I think it might have been his first game that he he really started. I I can't recall for sure. Yeah, ten of twenty, one eighty four, three touchdowns, zero picks in the air. Nice. Nick Nicosi Perry for Miami threw for four hundred twenty two yards, four touchdowns, one pick, and they lost. <laughs> and Hooker had sixteen rushes, eighty nine yards, and a score, and he was their leading rusher. The the, the Hokies, he can run. The Hokies running back. Actually, only had 58 yards rushing. How do they win this game? When you look at the stats, it's really confusing. But <laughs> I'm going to count on that to happen again. All right. Because you look at this uh, receiving unit Trey Turner, uh, Tavion Robinson, and tight end James Mitchell, they all kind of sh- spread the ball out pretty equally. All have uh, just a shot, uh, just a bit above uh, 300 yards receiving. Uh, Mitchell, the tight end, has four touchdowns. Um, Herbert's been an option in the past game as well. Five for one fourteen, And like I said, he's missed some action kicking the ball. They have Brian Johnson, 25 of 25 on extra points, 14 of 18 on field goals with a long of 55. So this is a, if this kicking battle, both kickers got legs defensively is where we've noticed some difference. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our guy, Bud Foster been on the program, but uh, Justin Hamilton, he's been out with COVID. The, I mean, we can make an, an excuse, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. the fact is, is that the guy did miss two or three games with COVID. Um, it's Virginia Tech. I would imagine the defensive backs are probably the strong suit, suit of the team, even though they had some opt outs. They had some opt outs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another thing he's always had to battle with is 
maybe, I mean, these, these should be mostly his guys in here by now. Yeah. Um, but he's always got guys kind of dropping out. Yeah. He's, he's a notorious uh, disciplinarian uh, Fuente. And so that might not ride with all the players, but you still look at this and I look at their defensive backfield. They're loaded with interceptions way more. I'd preview all these games and uh, Brian Murray's got two picks. Uh, Devin Taylor, two picks divine Diablo, two picks, uh, Chamari Connor, a pick. Also, uh, there was someone else in there. Tyler, Tyler Matheny, a pick, a defensive back. You as they, like it to is call man. Just- it really is. So that is the good thing they have going for them. That's actually great. Cause you're considering Rhett Lashley loves to throw the ball. Yeah. Well, what better team to face than a team that, uh, that has had a handle that. Yes, exactly. Their so- staple is a, uh, undersized, but fast pass rush. A uh, a, a dif- defensive blitz package that confuses quarterbacks and forces them into mistakes, and then uh, a defensive uh, secondary that gets underneath passes, robs them, and takes them back for points. And I'll be Beamer, honest, ball. Derek King throws Watch a couple of balls that are just they can get completed against a shitty team. Yeah, but the, the, they're fifty fifty balls sometimes. Yeah, I feel like after like his medium range throws can be a little iffy. Yeah, he's I like not his perfect. deep ball. His deep ball is not bad. I feel like, but uh, Hokies Vegas says Hokies are laying two and a half. I think the play here is take Virginia Tech rebound spot. Fuente makes them all happy again and feeling warm. I know? do think that Virginia Tech's probably looking at this game as the most important game on their schedule. The opportunity for them because I think that. A, it's a huge rival. And I don't know that Miami feels the same way Virginia Tech does about this. So it's a little brother thing. A little. I mean, when you look at the the serious history, Miami has won four of the last six. But um, prior to that, Virginia Tech kind of had gotten the edge in the series. I would say it's since 95, Virginia Tech certainly has the edge in this series. But it's just because Miami has those national championships and kind of won a a couple of those big games when Virginia Tech was really close it's always going to mean a lot for Virginia tech to beat Miami. And so I think especially at home and especially after some disappointing results, they're going to come ready and they're going to give it to Miami, but Miami's good enough to where this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be a, a field goal game one way or the other. And because of that, I have to lean Miami since tech is favored 31, 26. I got the Hokies winning this thing. Could be, Could um, be. I think they make a big turnover at some point, maybe two, three against uh Dierra King and company and NC Nick going to back me on my Virginia tech play as well. So you're on, you're on the, uh, on the what's Kings. your, what's your final score prediction then? Oh. Does, does, Cause you're taking the two and a half. You're saying Miami wins. Or are you saying the Hokies 31 30? Mm. I'm saying, I'm saying 27, 25 uh, tech. Nice. He couldn't do it. He couldn't go against Virginia. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, um, we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. So if you want to talk Mike young and Virginia tech, hokey basketball, check out our ACC preview. And there's more where that came from. And also Jim Laranega at Miami. We cover it all. We miss Jimmy Laranega, George Mason. Um, but yeah, we, we, we handicap every single division one college football, college basketball game, been doing it for three and a half years. So check out sports gambling podcast.com where we release a spreadsheet with all of our picks been over 500 picking every fucking game every year. So each year we've been over 500 each year. And then we also have our locks, which have an asterisk next to them. We've been way over 500 on those. 
So you want to give us a follow if you're a gambler or if you just want to know if your team's going to win, we cover the sport. I like to think as good as any. So tune in, subscribe. We're available on all platforms. And if you're really swift, we never charge for picks. What we really want is for you to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review because that's essentially how we get paid guys. If you want a, a breakdown on uh, you know, whatever game that you like, well, the, the better chance of us breaking that down is if you go to, to iTunes and give us a five-star review because our sponsors look at the comments. They say, Hey, people like these bozos. Let's give them some fucking money so they can talk about the games. Now, the beautiful part here is that, uh, you know, we, uh, we would just hope that you would do it from your kindness of your heart. But in case not, if you do want a, a preview of McNeese state against, uh, you know, Stephen F. Austin, well, then you're going to need to leave a nice little five-star review or about 3 million of them, but keep doing it because we'd appreciate it. And if you do leave a five-star review, take a screenshot and tag me at the Colby D on Twitter. And I'm going to enter you in a raffle to win some merch. Yes. A college experience or sports gambling podcast. Sweatshirt sound good. Yeah. I'll put you in a raffle and don't get me wrong. It's not one of those bullshit raffles. I'm going to guarantee that you get something. All right. It might take a couple of weeks, but I will send you something. So do that at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty C's at Patty C eight, three, one on Twitter and see Nick who does a lot of our picks or does all of our picks. And also co- he's in college basketball, college football podcast. Certain ones, uh, give him a follow at NC underscore N I C K. And we are part of the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. They're on Twitter at DSGP network. Give them a follow. All right. Patty C, any last words about the, the, the hurricanes and the Hokies? Hey, if there's one game I'm going to be watching on Saturday, this is probably it. So I hope both teams bring it and uh, let's go Hokies. There you go, man. In the words of Jim drunken Miller, let's go Hokies. All right. <laughs> this is the college experience. Miami at Virginia textile. You need to start thinking about yours and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.